Hi, this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. Insomnia is such a prevalent medical condition in this day and age of our high-stress, fast-paced world. Juggling the hustle and bustle of everyday life, whether it's school, work, parenting, or family, can really do a number on our stress levels. Add a tinge of anxiety and depression, and this can truly be a recipe for some major sleepless nights. Medications should never be our first choice when tackling insomnia, however. Most insomnia can be treated well with some behavioral changes, albeit not always easy to accomplish, but quite worth the effort in the long run. The goal should primarily be to allow your body and mind to learn to fall asleep on its own, chemical-free and then to seek medication if all else fails. But I know that the reality is that many seek over-the-counter sleep aids as a first step. Aside from antihistamines, melatonin seems to be a popular first choice among some. But does it work? And is it safe? And what is the proper way to actually take it? Let's answer these questions in today's episode. So what is melatonin? Well, melatonin is a hormone that's released by the pineal gland, a structure that sits tucked well inside the brain. This hormone regulates sleep patterns, referred to as our circadian rhythm. When night falls, melatonin levels rise almost tenfold, commanding our bodies and mind to wind and eventually shut down in order to rejuvenate. In the daytime, when we're exposed to sunlight, melatonin levels are then suppressed. Then we feel awake and most alert. With age, this nighttime melatonin naturally diminishes, and this is why older adults require less sleep and or have more trouble catching their Zs. In addition, travelers with jet lag, whose circadian rhythms go haywire, are also another group of patients who can potentially benefit from taking melatonin. So can shift workers who work at night and they sleep during the daytime. So melatonin is categorized as a dietary supplement and is available over-the-counter in the United States without a prescription. It is therefore not regulated by the FDA, and its sales can include variable, non-recommended doses. Supra-high doses and versions with additives may have other potentially unwanted side effects. The recommended dose of melatonin should ideally mimic physiologic levels, This includes a dose anywhere from 0.1 to 0.5 milligrams one hour prior to bedtime. Anything more can be potentially unsafe, but market doses can reach anywhere up to 10 milligrams, increasing melatonin levels in the body up to 60-fold. So please beware. Also, melatonin is recommended for up to two months of use. It is not intended for long-term use. The idea here is that once your circadian rhythm is reprogrammed, melatonin supplements should no longer be necessary. So is melatonin safe? What are its risks? Well, just because a chemical is categorized as a dietary supplement, it doesn't mean that it's risk-free. Most common side effects, especially at higher than recommended doses, include dizziness, headaches, nausea, mood changes, and daytime sleepiness, to name a few. Those on Coumadin or other blood thinners should not take melatonin, as it can increase the risk of bleeding. And neither should those on hormonal contraceptives, which already increase melatonin on their own and can lead to supra-elevated melatonin levels when combined. 
Also, melatonin can increase blood sugar and therefore can counteract the effects of glucose-lowering medications in diabetics. So thus far, research in melatonin has not shown it to be effective in all types of insomnia. Most benefit has been shown for those with jet lag insomnia and shift worker syndrome. So this is one point to keep in mind if you decide to try it. If there's no change in symptoms after several weeks of use, and certainly not longer than two months, then it may not be worth continuing. And there you have it, melatonin in a nutshell. If you decide to give it a shot, please first discuss it with your physician to determine if it's truly appropriate for you. So share your ideas and learn more quick and dirty tips with us on the House Call Doctor's Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest pages. If you learned anything here today or simply enjoy all things medical, you can also listen and subscribe to the House Call Doctor podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. But please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. This does not substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. Please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. I hope you have a very well-rested week.